Johnny Dollar. Hi, this is Bill Tilson, Johnny, at New Jersey State Mutual. Oh, hi, Bill. How are you, boy? Terrible. Good, good. Now, I'll tell you why I'm calling, and I... Uh, what was that? I said, do you want to buy a pair of skis? Skis? That's right. And did I hear you say you're feeling terrible? You did. Well, what's the matter? North Slope, Chicopee Mountain, New Hampshire, over the weekend. Oh, getting a little too old to tackle that North Slope, huh? No. But if you took a fall on it, a bad one. I sure did, but not the way you think. Oh, you mean you fell for some cute little blonde? No, no. Doc Hubble and I had just started up the mountain on the ski lift and my chair broke loose and fell on top of me and almost busted my back. Hurts even to talk about it. Oh. So over the past three days, I've been doing nothing but sitting around my apartment here, quietly suffering and feeling sorry for myself. Oh, that's too bad, Johnny. And to make matters worse, Doc has me all strapped up in one of these corsets, one of these sacro-lumbar supports. Ooh, brother. Hardly even breathe without wincing. Oh, I'm sorry. So have you had any idea about asking me to tear down there to Jersey? Oh, I wouldn't think of it, Johnny. Well, I'd better see if I can get hold of somebody else. I'm afraid so. Even if it is Larry Moody that we finally got a line on. Yeah, you better get some other investigator on it. Larry Moody? Yeah. Fingers Moody, the safe operator? Yes. You got a lead on him? We sure have, but if you're not in shape... Well, what's the matter with you? Why didn't you say so? Well, if you're on the sick list, Johnny... Well, let somebody else have a crack at that crook, not on your life. Now, listen... Oh... Yeah, you see? With that back of yours in bad shape. What are you talking about? Bill, you sit tight. I'm on my way. Oh! CBS Radio brings you Bob Reddick in the exciting adventures of the man with the action-packed expense account, America's fabulous freelance insurance investigator, yours truly, Johnny Dollar. Expense account submitted by Special Investigator Johnny Dollar to the New Jersey State Mutual Life Insurance Company, Trenton, New Jersey. Following is an account of expenses incurred during my investigation of the short-term matter. The big steel-stayed corset that Doc Hubble had cinched around my back made it necessary to move slowly, take it easy. And the sensible thing would have been to sit quietly in my apartment for a week or two and let nature take its course. But if Bill Tilson really had a lead on Fingers Moody, if there was any chance of my catching up with him, well, the mere thought of it made me feel 100% better. Except when I made a sudden move and caught my aching back off guard. So item one on the expense account is $6 for a taxi out to Bradley Field. Item two is $12.80 for tips and a plane ticket to Trenton, New Jersey. And item three is three bucks for a cab into Bill's office. Johnny, you darn fool. I tried to tell you over the phone that I could get somebody else for this job. Sit down. Yeah, yeah, sure. You look lousy. Thanks. If you had any sense, you would have stayed in your little trundle bed there in Hartford and got over this thing instead of tearing on down here. All finished? Well, you must be out of your mind. What do you think you are, anyway? Superman or something? Bill. And five will get you ten that if your doctor knew you were doing a crazy thing like this... Well, you're not, boy. 
you're not going to touch this case. I'm going to haul you out to the airport and put you on the next plane back to Hartford, understand? And, baby, that's that. All finished now? Yes. Good. Now, tell me what you know about Larry Moody. Where is he? What's this lead you have on him? Now, come on, Bill, come on. <laughs> you just won't give up, will no, you? No, no, not where Larry Moody is concerned. Okay, okay. Well? It was four years ago that Moody pulled that caper in Chicago got himself a job in Merriman's department store and walked off with nearly 10,000 bucks that our branch office had to make good on. And like a sap, I followed up every misleading clue that he left behind, chased him halfway across the country, and never so much as laid eyes on him. I know. If he hadn't gotten that highway smash up near some one-horse town in Iowa... I know. A cop picked him up without the least bit of trouble, collected the reward, and all I got out of it was two weeks of wasted time and a black eye on the process. And then when that crooked lawyer got him off because nobody could find the dough he'd stolen... Well, you can't blame yourself for that, Johnny. No, but if I'd had the chance and the time and the money... I... Well, never mind. Now, tell me about this lead that you had on him. Well, come on, come on, tell me what... Oh! Hey, 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 take it easy, will you? Doesn't that corset do you any good? Oh, it's the worst part of it. The heavy stays in it keep poking me in the... Well, come on, what about Moody? Night before last, over $30,000... And she's Emporium. Here in Trenton? Yeah. Hmm? And you're sure it was Moody? Absolutely. How come? Because of his modus operandi, Johnny. Got himself a job in the store, got the lay of the land, somehow learned the combination of the safe. Well, that isn't enough to pin it on a man. Nor a description. Well, I... Nor the fact that three witnesses looked through the national mug file and positively identified him as the man they saw walking out through the alley and back of the store with a bag containing the loot. Well, now, how do you know the bag? Two hack drivers and a cleaning woman from there in the store. And he left a trail of five and ten dollar bills for nearly a block. Not even so, Bill. So unless he's changed his habits a lot, Larry Fingers Moody is somewhere in this area. Now, if you can find him, find the money, keep our company from having to shell out some 30... Hello, Tilson speaking. Lieutenant Ivan at headquarters, Mr. Tilson. Oh, uh, yes, Lieutenant, just a minute. Pick up the extension, Johnny. Yeah. Okay, Lieutenant, what is it? Your friend Moody has been picked up. Yeah, where? Down in the little town of Pemberton. Good, good. Yes, sir. I guess that lets me out. And the money, Lieutenant? Moody? Break down and tell where he stashed the money or admit that he ever took it? Yeah, but it's that money that the company... Look, unless you can find it for us... You have any idea how, Mr. Tilson? Yeah. Yes, I have. Johnny. Yeah, I heard let well, you out, did you say? Well, if they found him, no, Bill, I... let you out nothing, Johnny. You find that 33 grand for us. Ruth, next Tuesday's large night. Is my good suit pressed? It was sent out. Thought you usually pressed it. If you knew how I felt with nagging backache and the muscular aches and pains I've had lately. Well, you ought to do something about that. Try to get relief. How? Try Doan's Pills. Good advice. That's Doan's Pills, an analgesic and mild diuretic to the kidneys. Nagging backache, also headache, dizziness, and muscular aches and pains, may come on with overexertion, emotional upsets, or everyday stress and strain. Doan's pain-relieving action is often the answer, and they also offer mild diuretic actions through the kidneys. 
So if nagging backache is making you feel worn out, tired, and miserable with restless, sleepless nights, don't wait. Try Doan's Pills, used successfully by millions for over 60 years. See if they don't bring you the same welcome relief. Get Doan's Pills today. To save money, buy Doan's Big Economy Size. I left Bill Tilson's office and slowly and painfully walked over to police headquarters where I talked with Lieutenant Walter Ivan. You know how to get down to Pemberton, Mr. Dollar? Well, I understand it's a little town about 20 miles south of here. Yeah, that's right. You take 206, then cut left on 537, about two miles, and there you are. Now, Lieutenant, tell me this. The uh, police chief is an old friend of mine, so if you like, I'll give you a card of introduction. I'm sure he'll give you all the help he can, if it'll do any good. Yeah, now, wait a minute. Yes, sir. Moody cracked that safe right here in Trenton. Yes, sir. But won't you drag him back here? Well, yes, yeah, sooner or later. Well, what do you mean by that? You see, Pemberton doesn't want to let us have him until they can settle their charges against him. He pulled another robbery down there? No, sir. What they're holding him for had nothing at all to do with the Hanshi job here in town. Well, what did they get him for? For running down one of the town's leading citizens with his car. I see. And uh, Pemberton isn't a very big place, you know. Doesn't have too much excitement, and I guess they want to make a big thing of it. Oh, fine. As a matter of fact, uh, they didn't even know he was the man we wanted until after they had arrested him and locked him up. Now, look, Lieutenant, if he can get himself out on bail and then skip town... No danger, Dollar. I made sure of that myself. No bail. How long, then? Before we can... Uh, Get him up here without a lot of extra legal rigmarole? Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? But don't worry. We get all the time in the world. Well, maybe that's something in my favor. What? What's that, sir? Tell me, uh, Lieutenant. Yeah, what's that? How much of a jail have they down there? Oh, nothing like ours, of course. They hardly need it at all in a quiet little town like that, but... I'm sure it's adequate, and they'll have no trouble. Now, why'd you ask a question like that, Mr. Dollar? But I've just thought of a little stunt. And, if it works... Yeah. Well, you see, my job is to find out what Moody has done with that $33,000. Yeah, from what I know about him, you're not going to have much luck. Why not? Dollar... I was on the force in Chicago when he pulled the Merriman job out there. You know about that? I certainly do. Well, they had just as strong a case against him as we have. But could they get any line on the money? From Moody? No, sir. And, mister, they never will. Or on this job either. I myself tried to break him down out there in Chicago, and believe me, I know what I'm talking about. I know what you mean. But whether we find this Hanshi money or not, we're going to nail him for it so tight that... What is this uh, little stunt of yours? Uh-uh. What? No, Lieutenant, if I told you what I planned to do, I'd never get away with it. Why not? Because I don't think you'd let me. But knowing what I do about Moody, and with him not knowing me... Lieutenant, I'll say... Oh, back is really kicking up. No, no, it's this darn corset. 
But they say you can get used to hanging if you hang long enough. Uh, why don't you take it off? Oh, uh... <laughs> no, hardly. Yeah, but now, wait. Uh, about this plan of yours... As I started to say, Lieutenant, I'll see you later. Hey, now, Dollar! Item four, five, whatever it is. Eighty cents for a taxi back to Bill Tilson's office. Identification case, keys. Hey, what is all this stuff? Watch, gun. I don't get it, Johnny. Money, except for a couple of bucks. Johnny. I just hang on to him for me, Bill. And uh, here, I'd better leave this jacket with you. And dirty myself up a bit. You're going out without a coat in this kind of weather? Well, a cashmere jacket wouldn't exactly be in character with what I have in mind. But just exactly what and, do uh, you... you have got a heater in your car, haven't you? Well, sure, but you have to... My car. So if you'll just let me have the keys to it, Willie, I'll be on my way. Oh, now, look. Keys. Okay. Sure. Here you are. Thanks. Now wish me luck. I'll see you, Bill. No, no, wait a minute. Where are you going? What are you going to do? I'll see you in jail. Needless to say, Bill thought I was kidding with that parting crack. But I wasn't. Item six. A dollar twenty-seven that I spent in a hardware store on the way down to Pemberton for an extra key to his car. Among other things. When I arrived in that pretty little South Jersey town, the first thing I looked for was a traffic cop. And lo and behold, I found one standing directing traffic in the middle of the main intersection. So I sat there with an engine idling, carefully, deliberately holding up traffic until he signaled the cars to move in the other direction. And then, before he could walk over to ball me out, I poured on him. The net results? Exactly 17 minutes later, I was rather roughly shoved into what I suppose you'd call a semi-private room. Okay, now get in there. And listen, buddy, until you're ready to talk and tell us who you are, you better not try anything. All right, all right. Take it easy, will you? I got a bad back. I had my way. I take that corset off you and let you really suffer for the what you try to do to run down Officer Conroy yeah, out there. Will you try it? I'll sue you, buddy. Yeah, sure you will. And if we check the license and find out that car you was driving was stolen. Oh, drop dead. Oh, now I got company. Yeah, who are you? My name is Moody. Larry Moody. Sit down. Make yourself comfortable. Why? You think they're going to keep me in this lousy clink? You really mean that, my friend? That's right. I mean, I'm getting out of here and fast. Breaking out, I suppose. Now, what else? You really think you can? <laughs> think I can? I know I can. Let me see. Alone? I mean, you too? Perhaps. Well, my friend? Well, my friend, that, uh, depends. Try new king-size Philip Morris Commanders. 
New because the tobacco in them is vacuum clean. And the cleaner the tobacco, the better it tastes. Yes, the cleaner the tobacco, the better it tastes. Philip Morris Commanders are made by a new kind of machine, the Mark 8, that takes rich, full-flavored tobacco and first... gently vacuum cleans it, then rolls the cigarette fully, evenly, cuts the ends clean and firm. The result is new Philip Morris Commanders with the cleanest tobacco ever rolled in a cigarette. Try a pack. You'll get a full, round, king size of solid smoking pleasure because the cleaner the tobacco, the better it tastes. Noticeably better. Have a commander. Welcome aboard. Get out of this jail. What did you say your name is? I didn't. Call me Mike. Sure, I'm sure. Maybe for a, a price, I'll take you along, too. You interested? That depends. What do you mean by a price? You say your name is Moody? That's right. Barry Moody. The guy that took that department store for 33 grand? So they stay. What's that mean? Unless they can find that money. I mean, with the help of a good attorney. The money? Who said anything about the money? What about the murder rap? What? What are you talking about? That guy you bumped into on the street down here in Pemberton. What else? But you said murder. You mean you didn't hear about him kicking off late this afternoon because of the way you hit him? Be what? They're going to burn you for that, baby. So you what are you trying know, to... huh? You didn't know. No. No, listen. Yeah? You're sure you can get out of this jail? Sure, I'm sure. I told you that. And listen, Mike. No. Now I changed my mind. I'm not taking any killer along with me. Mike. Don't you know what they could do to me for that? Please, listen to me. No, baby. I guess maybe I'm just going to sit tight and take the rap for that car I helped myself to. $5,000. What? I'll give you 5000 on what I got in that store. Oh, baby, I don't hear good. 10000 Look, I told you, taking a little rap for borrowing somebody's car is one thing, but aiding and abetting a murder, whatever they call it. Half? Half? Well... Hey, take it easy, will you? My back. Well... Oh, keep your voice down. Half, huh? Yeah. That's over sixteen. Look, I'll give you 20000 of it if you'll get me out of here tonight. Well? 20000 yeah. Okay. It's a deal. But how? Well, as soon as this joint quiets down for the night. Yeah. Well, you see this corset I got on here under my shirt? What about it? Well, instead of a couple of the steel stays in it that I pulled out a little while ago, yeah. I got a couple of nice new sharp hacksaw blades. It's pretty corny for this day and age, huh? We'll make it. And also an extra key for that car out there. Had it made in a hardware store just in case. Pretty smart, huh? Mike, you're great. I know. So shortly after midnight, yours truly, Johnny Dollar, and his cellmate, who now thought he was a killer, proceeded to cut their way out of that jail. 
Except for a couple of interruptions when a sleepy night man made his rounds, all went smoothly. By a bit after 3 a.m., we were in Bill Tilson's car following a back road into the outskirts of the tiny town of New Lisbon. All right, Mike. I just fell along the railroad. Sure, Larry. It's a lousy road, though. I certainly hope nobody saw us leave that jail yard back in Pemberton. See any cars following us? No. Well, all right. This sure ain't much of a road. Ah. Stop. Where? Right around back of that tool shed beside the tracks. You mean this little building right here? Yeah, yeah. And turn off the lights. There's plenty of moonlight. Whatever you say, baby. All right, now. Now, wait a minute. You mean here's where you got all the dough stashed? Up under the eaves of that tool shack. Wait for me. You want some help? No, I'll be right back. I sat there and watched. Ready to jump out after him if he tried to make a break. After all, I had no guarantee that he wouldn't try a double cross. Or even that he really did have the money out there. I watched him push a couple of crates against the side of the shack, climb up on them, and then pull a heavy sack down from under the eaves and walk on back to the car. But what I didn't see until it was too late... All right, here it is. $33,000. So we split it now? No. Why not? Because it ain't all I had hidden away. I also had this. Hey, now, wait a minute. Get out of the car, punk, on this side. Double cross, huh? Get out. Well, so help me, I'll let you have it right where you are, Mr. Johnny Dollar. Dollar? That's right. You think for one minute I didn't know that you're Johnny Dollar, that lousy insurance dick who chased me all over the country four years ago? I see. That voice of yours alone is enough to make you very dead, Mr. Dollar. Moody. It's no use. Now, wait, listen. Get out, Dollar. Like I said, or I'll kill you right where you are. Oh, listen, there's a car coming, coming this way. That still won't work, so just get... You're right. There's no lights. Because it followed our lights. Now, listen. That listen. means a police car. Now, let me in there. Not you, baby. You! Come back! Well, you know something? That was a police car. It had been following us all the way from the jail in Pemberton. And the only reason they let us break out was because Bill Tilson, reading my mind, I guess, had called the chief of police and told him who I was. And the chief figured out why I'd got myself locked up and what I was up to. He and his boys nabbed Larry Moody with no trouble at all. The moral of the story? Don't ever underestimate the ability of a small-town cop. Oh, I, uh, I beg your pardon. Police officer. Expense account total, including the trip home, eighty-two eighty. Yours truly, Johnny Dollar. Now, here is our star to tell you about next week's story. Next week, another locked room mystery. See if you can figure it out. Yours truly, Johnny Dollar. Truly Johnny Dollar, starring Bob Reddick, is written by Jack Johnstone. Musical supervision by Ethel Huber. Heard in our cast were Robert Dryden as Bill Tilson, Santos Ortega as Larry Moody, 
Lawson Zerby as Lieutenant Walter Ivan, and Jack Grimes as the police officer. Be sure to join us next week, same time and station, for another exciting story of yours truly, Johnny Dollar. This is Art Hannah speaking.